tuning in to the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Take it back. Take it back. Take it back to the <laughs> 90s. Take it back. And we're bringing it forward. How to get away with murder. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. After Buzz, I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey. Joining me today for episode four, let's get to scooping is... Hi, guys. Jillian Luck back here. Hey, guys. JB Zimmerman returning again. Happy to be back. Yeah, so this episode we have another case, of course. We already talked about last week how we would expect these cases to constantly come up and actually flesh out our characters and prove who they are and what they're capable of doing and all this good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on again, and we have Elizabeth Perkins as the prime, I guess, suspect in a case that Annalise Keating is defending her right and they're long time um, associates I right. mean she's sort of the go to lawyer she's been on retainer I can only assume since day For, one of the company forever I'm pretty sure no you know I, I really did like this episode and I it might be because I like Elizabeth Perkins as an actress I was a big Weeds fan love her uh, she's so friggin fantastic I love her in, in big, everything big. I know in big, big. She, throwback she's, she's classic uh, but I, I really felt like this episode focused a lot about her case and I think it's the first time where they've taken a really large chunk of the episode to focus on the sort of third party storyline. Yeah. Did right. you guys feel that way? I feel yeah, like it was I mean, it was a compelling heavy. story. So yeah. I wasn't mad about that. It was kind of a fresh thing to, to get more info on like something completely different. Like it was a different world we got to, uh, to play around in for a while, which is cool. It was a nice little. Change of pace. Homage to Elizabeth Perkins and her <laughs> abilities and what she could bring to the screen. I mean, we got to see fans. we got I to see her, her on many she's levels. Amazing. She's, you know? she's amazing. I've loved watching her for years now. Obviously, her, her most notable work was Weeds that mm -hmm. we know her from. But she's been she's been in the industry know, for a while. I just loved watching her mm -hmm. just to see the dynamic that she brings to the cast and what she can offer. I also thought it was nice you know she sort of called out Annalise for the first time nobody's really challenged her before and I thought that there was a really nice moment when she was you know saying you know everything about my life because we have been together for so long but I know nothing about yours you don't trust anyone do you and it's sort of the first time where somebody actually steps up to Annalise and is like come on who are you actually real with? No right. one. Well, it's kind of like, you know, she sits back and, you know, the attorney is people are used to or the attorney is used to people confiding in them. You know, you have to have that that confidentiality, you know, disclose everything to me so I know how to best represent you thing going on. But does anybody go to their attorney and say, tell me everything about you? No, it's the opposite. It's the other way around. So, of course. Annalise is the one who's gonna like be the one absorbing information. 
fucking, yeah, like we've been together dynamic. for so long that I think finally, you know, I, I thought maybe for a moment Annalise thought that Marin was guilty. And she didn't, you know, she didn't know what to do. I mean, she deals with people that are guilty all the time. Actually, uh, this was the first time that, that, that was innocent. innocent. Right. Great. <laughs> she deals with guilty people all the time. <laughs> Hold up. That's yeah. crazy. I, I just noticed that. I didn't, even, I didn't even notice we were watching. Her character, Marin, was guilty of being a bitch, though. It's so insane. <laughs> True. So True. that's why I think it was like kind of a twist, like throw us off to make us think that probably she was guilty. But Hold right, sure on. But are we confusing bitch with strong female, no. Thaddeus? Because no, right. I can be a bitch, too, sometimes. You haven't been a bitch to me, and I think <laughs> that you're a strong female, Jillian Left. But you're not a bitch as far as I'm concerned. You're well, just a strong female. Well, thanks, love. There's a big difference between there is, there is. being a strong female and being a bitch. I mean, regarding Marin, I think she was an interesting character because she was a very strong female lead. She's mm-hmm. the head of a company. sort of came from nothing into, like, her own creation of, of wealth. Um, but she also created that same culture where even Annalise said everyone hates their boss, which I think no matter what you do, everyone so like true. that's just – the nature of the thing. Like, you tell people to do stuff, you're naturally going to create resentment just because of that. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way. Yeah, most definitely. I'm I'm glad that they finally showed us where Asher was this whole time. Dude. Right. Like, it's like, where's Asher? It's like this thing, there's, there's this person, this personality that's missing. But this is the thing. They only told us a snippet of it because it's still bothering me. It's like, okay, great. So Asher was knocking on the door. Obviously, he wasn't there whenever this crime was committed. Whoever killed Sam, you know what I mean? But they stole Asher's trophy. So that means that Asher won the trophy for something, right. which we don't know what he won it for. I hope it's actually Asher's work and not his daddy's work. Uh But we still don't know what he was doing before then and uh, how they got the trophy from him. Okay. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn with the whole Asher. This is kind of on the side note, but I'm, I'm torn with the Asher, the daddy, him using those resources because at the end of the day, you know, 30 years from now, and he's a, he's a grown man. He's not a young, you know, let's, let's fast flash forward, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got his law degree, passed the bar. He's practicing law for I don't know how many years. You know, attorneys use all the resources they can get or they can use in order to further their case or Mm -hmm. win their case. And he's not the first attorney who has these kinds of resources, not even close. So I just think it's kind of normal that they're showing. I just think he happens to be that guy that they're actually using that aspect to show that there's a lot of attorneys who have these kind of ties to whatever the community or higher ups well, it's like, it's like that in anything else. You know, you go to a job and you see this production assistant on set and they have no idea what they're doing. And then you find out, oh, it's the SVP's, son, you know, niece yeah, or, or son or yeah. something. And you're like, you know, oh. they're directing their own feature yeah. film. <laughs> and you're you like, know, how did that happen? I mean, listen, it's it, whether in Hollywood, in Philadelphia or wherever we may be, you know, it, when you're connected, you're connected. And he's just playing a part. But I get it. I get what you're saying. He's he's representing a larger group. Right. right. And I think they all are because they're all sort of – they have their own – Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I think it's an interesting dynamic because they're all sort of using the cards that they're dealt. I mean, granted, I sort of feel bad when it's like, oh, yeah, this rich kid, daddy's boy, just is, is using all of his dad's connections. That's kind of cheap. But at the same time – I mean, he was born into that. He didn't choose to to get that situation. Right. Just like Connor, I mean, didn't choose to be gay. And, and we'll see, like, how he met Oliver. 
he got a huge win because of that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, you know, what people can use versus, um, you know, what they can't. It's it's difficult to say what's cheap and what's not, like what's unfair because at the end of the day, like none of them chose the situation that they're in. I mean, one thing I don't like is how he, you know, I guess they have a torch test or exam coming up or something like that. Yeah. And then he comes in later in the episode and he's like, oh, I have... Yeah, the the answers or like some study guide. Like, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, blah, blah, blah. Like they just assume he's sharing it because... He's gonna share the information. Mm-hmm. He's like, I yeah. didn't say I was gonna get like share with you guys. That's when the douche comes out. And you're right? Like, no, for sure. I mean, that was on, like dude. you can't like, really? flaunt it in front of people. Like, like if you're gonna be point? that way, like, like you don't just, celebrate it. In yeah, face. if you're not like, gonna share the information, just keep it to yourself and just do better on the test, like as you should. Listen, he's a douche through and through, but I'm kind of in love with this character. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. I, I just just a lovable douche. He, like kind of no. That, That's a t-shirt. But, yeah, exactly. Just, but yeah. A lovable but douche. honestly, that that scene that he had with um with the woman in the low cut top when he was talking to her in her office, there's just some sort of charm there yeah. that really. I mean, he sort of, I guess, is there for the women. Right. Well, I think there's a lot of comedy in his awkwardness. I mean, even when he sort of was putting the pieces together about, like, how it could have happened, the sabotage with, um, for the best spies. And then he just, like, got so excited. (laughs) I was just like, oh, man. Like, he was playing it so well because I was able to laugh at him. He was being completely serious, but it was just such a funny moment. I guess there needs to be that there, too, because it can't all be super serious. You know, there there has to be some lightness in there. And right now, it's probably between him and Connor, though Connor's lightness is sort of... It's diminishing, for sure. I mean, he went crazy this episode. Well, let's talk about Connor. How how about that? (laughs) I know (laughs) Thaddeus has a lot to say. He has a lot to say. Uh, I don't know how much. I think Connor said it all. In this episode, he, showed us all. Yeah, yeah he, he did. He, he bared all. He's been uh, showing us all a lot and right. bearing a lot. I mean, you know, he obviously apparently has a move that could make a man's eyes water from whatever happens to that. Yeah, that's all we need. I, to know. I would imagine right. that he's very experienced. <laughs> he's very talented um, at what he does. I would also like to bring up the fact that I think that he's sort of. Uh, I'm going to say this loosely, but a. Uh, Semi groundbreaking character character in primetime television. You know we've never seen this much this much sex between two gay men on a ten o'clock show on a on a right. on a network. Uh, and I know that it's got a lot of people talking. So I actually was uh, working on a piece earlier this week, and I ended up tying in a study that I was using. Um, the website Pornhub actually put out this sort of graph to show what women are searching for on their site the most. Interesting. And it kind of really opened my eyes after seeing this episode especially because the number two thing that women search for is male on male sex on the porn site? Jelly oh, was like, they yeah. caught me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> um, but you know, like it's—I it, mean, it makes a lot of sense because yeah. the the main demo for the show is women eighteen to forty nine, and the ratings have been through the roof. So maybe this is something that a lot of women are responding to. I mean, we were all talking as a group, yeah. and we really can't remember the heterosexual sex scenes except for maybe the first one with Annalise and Nate. 
the ones that are sticking in our head are between Connor and his boyfriend. And that really wasn't a scene or really a, it was a moment interaction. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Right. It was just more of like... It was right after the fact. Almost. Right. It was right after or you just like Wes caught them in the act of something happening. It was really abstract even though you kind of just can use your imagination. Yeah. There's been less imagination that's needed to be True. used in Connor's situation. Mm-hmm. And then of course then you have... Uh, Michaela and her boyfriend that I think had a couple moments, mm-hmm. and uh, and also Annalise and Sam out to have a right, past yeah. history with Connor on top of that. So <laughs> Connor is just Connor is just that yeah. guy. I feel like this episode was a lot about discovering who Connor is because he kind of plays it cool in the beginning, right? You yeah. know, we see he's he's really confident, and by he the unravels. end of the episode, he you know let's put the flashback aside. He's sort of broken at the end of the episode because his would-be boyfriend catches the recording on his phone that he had yeah. sex with uh, Marin's assistant to well, get what he, he wanted. Didn't he let him listen to it, like, based on everything that was going on with him? Because he starts to unravel. As you can see, he's like, he can't mm-hmm. handle the pressure. Like, you saw, like, uh, Michaela, she couldn't handle the pressure early and just was breaking down. At least he was like, okay, well, I'm in survival mode right now. So... But it's obviously you're not dealing with a normal everyday situation. So he starts to get a little loony. Well, are you talking like, about the flashback going. or present? Because I'm talking about present. I'm talking about <laughs> the f- present. The well, the, the flashback is when he really starts to unravel because with he's, a flash forward. Or yes, the flash, flash forward. forward. Okay. It is a flash forward. The right? flash forward. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. I was. Afraid, <laughs> it's I was confusing. There's right. a lot of timelines right. going on, and sometimes yeah. they switch. They do. They, um, they, they to do like back. different yeah. futures. Like there is a flash forward, but it's not as far as like earlier. Right. So, right. so it is confusing. We too. went. We went back and forth this episode. <laughs> yeah. But there and back again. There nice. and back. Exactly. Um. But no, you know, Connor. He's he's really confident after he sort of helps them win the case and take down these two people that were trying to overthrow Marin that I think he forgets what's on his phone and he's caught at a moment and you can see he's visibly upset right. when he when he's kicked out of the apartment. Right. And then that also ties in the flash forward that you were talking about. Yeah. Where he's nuttier than Michaela. Why do we think that? It's not that he's what well, he is. It's not that it's almost like Michaela actually responded in a normal way, like that. Actually, the average normal person, like, oh my gosh, there's a murder that's taking place. We're disposing of a dead body. Right. Why is everybody acting so normal and pushing this forward? I can't believe I'm involved in this situation, kind of thing. And Connor is like trying to get through it and actually going through with the plan or whatever, which leads me to believe. And then Lauren doesn't seem to be involved. She's like witnessing it all, but she's of course an accessory because she's involved. Wes is the scariest one to me because he's the calmest <laughs> yeah. and he's just go- he's doing whatever has to be done. Right. So that to me is a little more petrifying. The yeah. fact that he's, well, yeah, I mean, to he's, me- just, he's just kind of doing what has to be done, but that's not normal. True, true. But I, I, to me, Wes's actions sort of relate back to Rebecca. And if, yeah. you know, they do develop a strong relationship, he's obviously going to want to cover the tracks the most because he's got he's himself plus he's looking out for <laughs> Rebecca. He's inspired by he a is, woman. Inspi- just what a hopeless romantic. Right, right. He is kind of a hopeless romantic, which is kind of corny, but it's kind of realistic at the same time because guys do stupid stuff when they're smitten by a woman. But let me go back to Connor. And I want to. I want you guys to to uh, answer this question, and you guys can like call in or you know 
give us a response when you guys see the video or whatever the 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 broadcast 424-253-0504-424-253-0504 now do you guys think that connor is actually going to start reflecting on his own behavior after he saw how his deception and his talents kind of actually led to Pax killing himself. Right. I think he will, but I don't think we'll see that reflection. I don't think he's going to verbalize his resolve. I think he's just going to stop doing what he's doing. I think he's going to stop being such a a player, I guess. I think maybe that's why he sort of had this huge emotional explosion is because he's sort of been guarded. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been... With all these uh, people, I mean, we've been talking about how many sex scenes and partners he's had. You know, maybe that's catching up with him and he's losing it, like, because he's been so cold and reserved. Right. You know, I, I feel like for other characters, that would would happen if you are so, you know, away from, from letting people in, then it's just going to sort of spiral out of control. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's been, he, he, he's been so Connor. Uh, that I think it's going to be weird for us to see the flip side of things. You know, That's we a t-shirt too. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was hard for me to watch him break down in the hallway towards the end, just because we're so used to seeing this overly confident, again, kind of douchey guy who really thinks, or at least puts on the act that he's on top of his game all the time. So I guess I could say that I'm excited to see the transition. But I don't know if it's going to happen before what we saw tonight. I think tonight was the climax of it all. And mm. we're going to see the builds. But I think right. that we already witnessed the explosion. Okay. Now, let me ask this. With Oliver listening to the video, the audio, mm -hmm. on his on the phone, do you think that he should have embraced him, embraced Connor or kicked him out the way he did. No, do you totally think not. do you think kicking him out was really going to help him reflect or do you think like he should have rationalized it like well obviously I mean more to him than anything because he's unraveling there's there's serious things going on and he came to me out of all people so obviously well, I am, the, I, 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 I mean, mean more to him than just sex or just a fling kind of thing. But we also don't know what happened between Oliver kicking him out in the the regular storyline to the flash forward where he returns to Oliver. We know that it's seven weeks earlier, mm -hmm. but we don't know what happened in between those seven weeks. So it's kind of hard to predict that because we don't know if they've had any interaction yet. Isn't, didn't he like, wasn't that the same night that he was with them and got rid of the body? And then he went over to Oliver's. Because he was wearing the same clothes. Right. I think it was that morning, like super early in the right, morning. Right, right, yeah, like so, 6 a.m. He mentioned? Oh, yeah, because yeah, so, he did say it was 6 a.m. So it was probably after the bonfire, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm, right. It was. Okay. Yeah, so so that that's when that happened. But I'm saying the first time that he got kicked out of the apartment when yeah. he had no clothes on, right. that was after the cell phone. So we don't right. know what happened between that moment and the bonfire, which is seven weeks. So it's hard to predict because we don't know if they were back together. You know, right? We, we I have mean, no he idea. Granted, it's six a.m., but he did see surprised surprise to, to see him. him. So I don't know if maybe they don't reconnect in between that time, and he just sort of shows up because he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he has any real relationships, just because he does take people for granted and, and sort of. 
He's a Play user. That, yeah, he's a user. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. How do you, what do you guys think about, uh, I th- well, one thing that we definitely nailed, I think we we're all unanimous on, was Nate continuing his investigation and, <laughs> yeah. and wanting Annalise to like act normal at home. Yeah. So he obviously still cares and he's trying to figure out and piece some things together. But I still don't know what his ultimate motive is. I know that I was talking to a lot of the commenters during the week. And again, thank you guys so much for interacting with us on YouTube. We would also love it if you could spread the word about iTunes. You can download us on your phone on the AfterBuzz app. Uh, Give us five stars. We love when everyone listens all around. But we really got into it this week in the comment section. There was a lot of people giving their own theories about Nate's intent with Annalise. And I have to be honest, after seeing this this week, I might be even more confused than I was last week. What is he ultimately trying to do? Is he protecting her? Is he protecting himself? I have no idea. That last question you just mentioned is really a good question because he, I'm starting to think if things continue to be, to go a certain way, I might start to think that he's protecting himself against something that we don't know yet, that he, he may have some level of involvement in everything that's going on. Who knows? There, you know, well, there could be... We do know that he is now in the mix because of what Bonnie said to the head of the police. That's, mean, how she, right. that's how she got the tape. She went into the officer and she was like, listen, you can give me this tape. Or you cannot give me this tape, but I'm telling you right now that I know that Officer Nate, blah, 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 is investigating Leahy another person. Like Leahy, I think his name is. Yeah, but yeah, she yeah. spills it all. Yeah, and does. Annalise has no idea. Right. It's interesting that she was posted up outside of Annalise's house. I, I, I think she drove house, right? up, maybe. I, I thought I saw lights. Okay. Maybe she was just getting there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is she doing a stakeout? Again, it was so like, fast. I feel like I'm definitely going right. to rewatch this again. But I, I, I thought I saw lights, and then she turned her car off. But maybe she was sitting there. We have no idea. Hmm. Okay. Um, it, ha- it all happened so fast. But she quickly threw Nate under the bus right away, just like Annalise did the first time. In a heartbeat. And if she only knew. (laughs) Yeah, uh, all of these characters are so ready to just play any cards that they have. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's why it's hard to get mad at anyone who does do that, literally everyone is like, oh, I saw this, like, I'm using it. Well, you know, too, I think what's going to cause trouble in future episodes is everyone knows a piece of the secret, but they don't know the whole truth. Right. And, you know, we know that Bonnie is suspicious of Nate because Nate is investigating Sam. We know that. We know that Wes and Annalise have their own thing going on. We know that Wes and Rebecca have their own thing going on. You know, Wes is not going to tell Annalise everything that Rebecca tells him because she, he's trying to protect Rebecca. Right. Um, so I really think that it's the all of these little secrets are going to blow up. Definitely. definitely. Well, it's just interesting that everything that sort of makes their case is sort of gotten like from the fringe like she got the tape because she was outside and saw uh nate snooping in the car like um wes found the phone because he was like staring at her rebecca like when she was getting in the shower Mm -hmm. there are all these like small things i mean like granted they're doing a lot of legitimate lawyering on yes, the side yes. but it's weird that <laughs> on the side they're doing all the legitimate the, lawyering on yeah the side. exactly the main things we see are these sort of illegal i guess acts or sort of you know by chance right mm-hmm. it's interesting that that's basically their whole case i mean all the biggest parts of their 
um, like how they get people off. Their whole strategy is based mm-hmm. on on these things that are ba- come from nowhere. It's like much. secrets are secrets inside of secrets. Yeah, I, I I was really like creeped out by how. Annalise approached Wes when he brought her the phone, <laughs> and she heard they. I'm like they kept doing these shots of her hand r- like running across the desk, and that's usually something that's usually like very seductive mm-hmm. and sexual, or more seductive, like a real like brain, you know what kind mm-hmm. of thing going on with her and Wes. Like right. no one knows, anybody knows about this, and she's like they show her hand running across the desk and. I'm actually kind of sold on some of the theories that people think that he might be her son kind of thing. So I'm like, ew, this is creepy. <laughs> well, no, like, I mean, what's going on? Like, why would she feel? I mean, I guess she wants to feel like she's drawing the truth out of him to make it feel like, okay, does anybody really, who else knows about, I need to know who knows about this so this information can be contained. Right. I mean, now that we know what she was looking at, right. it makes a little bit more sense because it, it was sort of an erotic photo. Yeah. And- and she knew right away. A little away. bit of an erotic photo? Yeah. It was <laughs> Actually, a D-pick. Let's just let's say Snapchat. that. Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. You should have used it. Yeah, okay. should have. Exactly. Well, yeah. all those Snapchat users got hacked, so true, I feel like true. it would have backfired on him. Um, you know, I, I did want to mention, because in the promos, uh, they did say that the last nine words of the episode would make your jaw drop, and I think that we were all yep. pretty shocked at what we saw. But leading up to that, I think it was a really important scene when she was taking off her wig and her makeup, and it's one of the first times that we really have seen her vulnerable. And then for her to go and just flat out just be like, yo, what's up, hubs? Like, that wasn't to me. Do you guys think that Wes knows who it is? Oh yeah, West like that's well, West that's why. West... Right, I mean he has the phone, but the in the photo it show like the face isn't in isn't in there. So I assume obviously Rebecca knows. I think that I, she would have told him, but because I would think if she gave him the code, right? Yeah. She told she, she told, told him she everything. told him like it's, it's such yeah. and such, and this is what what happened. I think if she gives him the code, she's. I'm assuming she's already right. I mean, if he doesn't know now, he will because they end up killing him. So right, there's that. You know what? Maybe you do have a point because she was very calm when he gave her the phone and showed her what was on it. Right. She was like, you know, now, 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 this is going to help me. Like, so you think this is going to help me now? So clearly, she trusts you. But maybe there's a marking on him if she doesn't definitely know that it was from him. Although she knows his body, but but the number, you know, if it's a text, then the number is attached to it. And we, I mean, Annalise knows for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. But photographic memory up here. But does Wes? If you don't have, if you don't, if you're married to someone, Mm -hmm. they don't have to have any kind of birthmark for you to know their body. Right. Exactly. Even if the face is not in it, and they've been married for a long time. You're right. Mm -hmm. You know their body. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> you don't have I to. mean, it's they've like, been trying to have kids. Like, they're... They, you know the person's damn. body. I, I think you could know somebody's body if you're with them for six months. And you've been sleeping with or them. Or you and should. You know, Listen, you know, she yeah, definitely... You see a picture of them you know, without their notice. face. You know that's their yeah. body. She definitely knows that it's him. What we're saying is, does Wes know that right. it's yeah. Sam? Yeah, I and mean, that's what I was saying originally, which we, we yeah. sort of talked about. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that, I mean, that's interesting. I guess it's not that important because he will find out if he doesn't know now. But yeah. I was just wondering if going to her house, he knew or he didn't. 
Just because that conversation would obviously be a little different. Fans, what do you think? Do you think that Wes knows that it was Sam's dick pic? Mm. Let us know in the comments yeah. below. Very important stuff <laughs> <laughs> right here. He's like, that's my dad. Oh, stop. He looks very familiar, <laughs> yeah. except just lighter. Right. <laughs> what, what else we got, Thaddeus? What else we got? I think we covered yeah, we, a, we, we, it all. We covered a lot. Um, the, the episodes coming up, uh, they showed... Let's talk about what they show the previews for. Well, this week. let's. Do we have any news and gossip first? Well, let's, that's talk, let's talk about news and ga- gossip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually did read some news about. Did you? Um, yeah. Tell us. Oh, well, I did. Share. Um, we, earlier we were talking about Shonda Rhimes, how this whole um, like how to be an angry black woman has sort of come to the forefront of of news. Oh, that article. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she yeah. basically responded to it. You know, there was a thing saying that she's the most powerful black female showrunner. Um, and she got really upset about that because she, you know, feels very close to, to her race and, and um, gender. And it is such a big part of who she is. But she says that, you know, she, where she was offended is if she was a white male. There would never be a headline saying the, the most, white, power, yeah, white most male powerful showrunner. white male showrunner. <laughs> right. Because... You know, saying like recognizing that part of her, and and making that part of the headline sort of legitimizes the fact that people are not ready for it mm-hmm. in some ways. So there's legitimacy to that. You know, it's interesting that publicizing stuff. And originally, he he meant that to be a praise, like a, a she. She, yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay. my my fault. Thank you, Julian. Right. You're welcome. Um, the article was meant to be positive, but mm-hmm. sort of. It was kind of a backhanded comment, like not realizing what they were doing. And that's right. sort of a, I guess, more of a comment on society um, where we are, like talking about it as a thing when really it's she's just a person. She's just well, another person runner. that wrote it was the person that kind of goes two ways, because if you think about it, if say, for example, she had been recognized by. Oprah or somebody from the African American community or the black community or whatever, however the mainstream wants to categorize the that particular group of people, would she say the same thing? This was the issue. It went through multiple editors, and none of the editors uh, thought that there was anything wrong with it, and and it was published and immediately, you know, there was apologies sent out after it went up and. You know, I think that we really don't need to shine any more light on this. She is, Shonda is one of the most powerful women in Hollywood right now, and much respect to her. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely killing it, and she deserves all of the praise that she's getting. I mean, I think what the problem with that is, is like, she's killing it, no matter if she was a white Jewish showrunner. Well, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know she's what I'm saying? she's Just a by, powerful by woman. By any standards mm-hmm. of any industry standards, she's killing it. She yeah. has dope shows that are all she has ABC primetime on lock. Mm-hmm. Like so I can understand why you know. Right. It's just interesting where, that you know like for certain people like Shonda Rhimes like who like certain other aspects of who she is come into the talking discussion when right. it's really just her work and it's obviously killing it. So right. it's interesting that certain people where it's just sort of on paper, their shows, their resume, 
you know, other people, it's it's who they are, their background. Persona, more. Yeah. But in actuality, like like I was saying, if she was recognized by Oprah or the NWCP oh, exactly. Awards, yeah, it's, it's, it would be like, oh, thank you for, you know, I would think that it would just be welcomed with open arms, the compliments for being, forging, being a black woman in this industry that it wouldn't there wouldn't be any backlash right you know yeah saying? no For it's, the article. it's it's very interesting so there's I, a there's a two-sided there's two sides to this coin oh a hundred percent i couldn't agree so, more because i mean there's this argument but also i mean snl sort of dealt with this a lot too there was a big backlash because they didn't have an african-american woman and it's interesting because uh, granted they didn't and so there there is a lack of diversity there right but is the argument that they need to have one sort of the other edge of that coin, like noticing that, you know, like people being like, oh, why isn't there this person represented? Right. I'm loving that these two wonderful men are having this nice heated discussion oh. with with me in the middle. I think that we should continue the discussion what? on YouTube, though. No, we Absolutely. can definitely we, Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we got to wrap Clearly not the same we'll talk. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, solve But right I'm now. loving it all. What predictions do we have it. for next week? I want to see Sam and Annalise. <laughs> you want to see them? Fight? Well, that's that's they, about she, to happen. Yeah, we are on the doorstep of that. They well, are... we see we see something that's coming up for next week based on the previews for yeah. next week's episode. Like she's like, uh, what was the nine words again? Uh, what is your dick doing on this phone? Or something yeah, like on that, that girl. Yeah, on the dead girl's phone. The dead girl's phone. Yeah, girl's phone. <laughs> yeah, she and, just dropped an a bomb right. on him, like <laughs> about and, to take a shower. And then you see him like grab her, put, like a preview, throw, throw put her on the down. bed, like yeah. It's like whoa. So what's gonna happen next week? Right. Like, it was interesting because it was such a vulnerable moment for both of them. They're both getting ready for bed, basically, and there's no escape they've at that point it's like they've committed to being there for the night like you're about to turn in right. and it's like okay starting this massive argument yeah and, like, and what does he really have to say i mean she's holding the proof in her hand right hand in the cookie jar Jeez, louise guys i'm really excited for next week they got that she, yeah. what's, what's that one site uh that dating site starts with a t oh tinder tinder, tinder. maybe maybe somebody like hacked his tinder <laughs> Ooh, maybe <laughs> uploaded yeah. a dick pic that is it's 2014 it was like Get somebody it. hacked his someone photoshopped someone, that someone hacked my tinder account <laughs> i was using it to spice up our marriage oh my god oh these college kids are crazy give me a break yeah i'm Thaddeus. curious how he's gonna get out of that one yeah there we go not anyway, good where can we find you guys till next week uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at jillian left you can find me on facebook at jillian left official and i also host american horror stories on wednesdays at 805 oh and next week i'm actually going to be out but no, another no. after buzz host sterling cates is going to be filling in for me so be sure to look out for her sterling Absolutely. well you guys can find me at jb underscore zimmerman on twitter and instagram Nice. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Club Thaddeus. You can find me here Mondays for Monday Night Football and America's Next Top Model. You can also find me here Sundays for Homeland. Until next time, after buzzers, peace. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 